0: Hi, you are listening to All Law, an audio series by Lakshmi Kumaran and Sridharan attorneys, a leading Indian law firm. At the firm, we are proud to design practical legal solutions for our clients by combining legal knowledge with extensive industry and technology experience. This podcast series is a part of our knowledge sharing initiative where we discuss notable legal developments and analyze their business implications. My name is Prashant Pratyay and I will be your host for this episode. The topic for today's discussion is Digital Personal Data Protection Act Implications for Financial Entities and Fintech Sector But before having an insightful discussion on this topic, we will explain what this topic is all about. The Digital Personal Data Protection Act 2023 introduces a comprehensive framework on data protection applicable to entities processing personal data across all sectors. Some of the key obligations include notice, consent requirements, relying on legitimate purposes where applicable, implementation of technical and organizational measures, and security measures for preventing data breach. Additionally, such entities have a risk of being classified as significant data fiduciaries, inviting additional obligations on conducting data protection impact assessments and periodic data audits. Now to discuss further on this topic, we have Mr. Gaurav Timari. Hi, Gaurav. How are you? I am doing well, Prashant. Thanks. So, Gaurav, how do organizations meet notice and consent requirements?
1: Prashant, at the outset, any entity handling personal data must aim to realign customer-facing platforms and mechanisms to revisit privacy compliances and adhere to privacy principles postulated by the Act. This includes key requirements of publishing privacy notices and building a concrete consent architecture, publishing brief, concise and unambiguous notices for data collection and processing that may be relevant to demonstrate specific and informed consent of data principles. Apart from brevity, such platforms must also make them available in English and other Eighth scheduled languages as required by the data principle.
0: Okay, and how do organizations meet clear and affirmative consent?
1: In the context of obtaining a customer's consent, the Act now provides that consent must be specifically obtained through a clear and affirmative action. This may warrant evaluation of consents obtained through clickwrap and other methods to determine the following. First, to determine that such mechanisms are sufficient to accurately authenticate identity of data principles and take any additional measures such as implementing two-factor authentication if required. Secondly, they should avoid any practices which may lead to ambiguity in consent or lack of a clear affirmative action on behalf of the data principles. Thirdly, ensuring storage of proof of consent in a retrievable and auditable manner, especially in view of the onus, to demonstrate the same when required.
0: Continuing that, will organizations have to factor in the provision of consent through consent managers?
1: Yes, Prashant. Relevant mechanisms may also have to be implemented to factor in receiving consents and exercise of other rights or requests by data principles, using consent managers. Entities may have to develop standardized mechanisms to authenticate identity, manage and comply with such requests from consent managers. This may particularly be relevant in the context of entities in the financial sector and consumer facing platforms, where consent managers are likely to play an extensive role.
0: Understood, Goro. Now, would sectoral regulations still remain applicable to the processing of specific data?
1: Prashant, regulations provided by sectoral regulators would still remain applicable despite the Digital Personal Data Protection Act 2023. While the notification of the Act may also necessitate evaluating the interplay between the Act and sectoral regulations, especially in sectors with high regulatory activity such as financial and fintech sectors, the Act specifically provides that laws which provide a higher degree of protection or restriction would still apply. Sectoral regulators, especially in financial services, have been proactive in providing regulations for protection of specified data and measures such as localization of payment system data, policyholder data, etc., prescribing framework for information technology for banks, NBFCs, and other regulated entities, information security, incident reporting obligations, well ahead of the enactment of the Act. This was also iterated in many reports, such as the Sri Krishna and the Joint Parliamentary Committee reports, which have highlighted the need to harmonise sectoral laws and regulations with the data protection law. A significant role would still have to be played by the central government or the Data Protection Board in harmonising sectoral laws and regulations, including obligations obligations other than cross-border data transfers, with such requirements.
0: Thanks Gaurav. that was very informative, but can entities rely on legitimate purposes for processing personal data?
1: Yes, Prashant, the Act permits processing for a purpose specified by the data fiduciary, for which the data principal has voluntarily given his personal data and consent has not been denied. Entities in the financial sector may take benefit by relying on the same in responding to inquiries processing applications and other purposes not contemplated under applicable laws and regulations and limit processing based on consent to the extent permissible.
0: Moving further, are such entities at risk of being categorized as significant data fiduciaries?
1: Prashant, depending upon the nature and volume of personal data processed and other factors, such as impact on public order and sovereignty, it is very likely that such entities would be classified as significant data fiduciaries. This would invite significant obligations on such entities such as conducting data protection impact assessments with regard to data processing activities, periodic data audits, and any other requirements prescribed by the government. While periodic training and development of employees is likely to be prerogative For all entities, those categorized as significant data fiduciaries may also have to appoint dedicated personnel for data protection compliance, such as resident data protection officers, independent data auditors, and also invest in capacity building to ensure, evaluate and maintain compliances.
0: Now coming to our final question. What exemptions can financial entities avail under the Digital Personal Data Protection Act 2023?
1: Prashant, the Act enables entities to avail certain exemptions from compliance, especially where processing is undertaken for compliance with applicable laws, enforcing legal rights, mergers and acquisitions, debt recovery and outsourcing entities in India which process personal data of foreign nationals. Startups in the sector can also avail necessary exemptions from complying with notice, accuracy, retention, limitation, and information access request requirements.
0: And on that note, we will put this episode to a close. Thanks a lot, Gaurav, for sharing valuable insights on this topic. I hope you have enjoyed this discussion.
1: Absolutely, Prashant. The discussion was genuinely engaging.
0: Thank you for taking the time to listen to this series. We would love to hear your feedback, comments and questions about the episode. You can write to us at podcast at to know more. For future episodes, you can also suggest topics you would like to hear more about. Check out our website www.luxmistree.com linked in the episode description below. To keep abreast with relevant legal updates before you join us next week. Thank you.